4: Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find Sports Grid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. Folks, what's going on, Grid? This is Sports Grid. Get on the grid. Good morning. Wake up! The Morning Line.
3: Line up!
5: but uh welcome in here it is another edition here on this uh, i believe what it's january the 9th if you can believe it thursday 2020 it is a absolute pleasure to be here on the grid sportsgrid.com i'm joe ranieri and this is the morning line and what we're trying to do here is get you caught up with everything that happened the last 24 hours in the world of sports and it was a huge night on the hardwood. As we are anticipating, uh, we had uh, we had a big night in the NBA. We had an even bigger night in college basketball. Uh, slow night in the NHL. But really, the story yesterday had to do with the introduction to a couple of new head coaches. One of them was in Dallas, and it's kind of the same old, same old. Uh, Jerry does put on quite the press conference. Not going to lie to you there. Uh, the other was in Carolina with this guy named Matt rule. And I don't know if you guys had a chance to actually check this, uh, check this press conference out and this introduction, but I will say this here, guys. Um, Yeah, it was definitely not uh, Gabe Morenci in the back over there. I'm not sure exactly. Have you guys seen Gabe's new, uh, new pick there? I'm actually shocked that actually, uh, yeah, that's uh, that's Gabe. He's going to be the new head coach of the, uh, New York Giants, he's going to be the assistant from what I understand, uh, but no, in all seriousness, guys, there was last night some monster opportunities from the betting perspective anyway in the NBA, but there was also some guys getting thrown out, there was technical fouls being thrown all over the place, there were injuries, that the NBA had a little bit of everything, but Matt Rule, and we'll get to those stories here as we get the audio uh, all squared away, but Matt Rule yesterday watching that interview and that introduction there for Carolina was pretty darn impressive here, guys, because I just felt like I wanted to get up out of the chair and run through the wall listening to him talk about what the future of the Carolina Panthers is. Um, everybody said the guy, and and most of us, because he was buried in bail or haven't had a whole lot of time to get to know him or hear about him. We knew he was that hot new name, but if you never really had a chance to actually see this guy handle the media or talk to the public or be in front of a microphone, uh, it was pretty enlightening. It, it. You didn't have to listen to the entire news conference to understand exactly why it is that so many teams. Matt Rule was definitely high on their uh, high on their list. Uh, very likable, very comes across, um, very succinct. You you didn't feel like he was awkward, like he didn't want to be there. Like so many coaches today, when you see these press conference come in, it's the same old, same old. Like this was a guy that you could tell is going to bring an energy and an enthusiasm to that organization and I thought he was brutally honest in a lot of uh, a lot of what he had to say in this including um, what his plans are uh, the you know is it championship or bust what is the deal having 7 years to get the job done and you can just hear it listening to him and we'll get to what he had to say about Cam Newton in a second here but uh, the um, just the enthusiasm you can hear it in his voice without even having to see it you can hear it
6: i want to make sure that the game is played the right way each and every day not just in the games but on on the practice field in the meeting rooms i want to make sure that we honor this game that's given so much to us and that we build a team that cares about each other that plays hard for each other i think that all starts with me so as i sit here and i accept this tremendous opportunity i just want you to know that I will work tirelessly each day to bring you guys a championship, to bring you a championship, because that's what this region deserves, and that's what the players who came before us deserve, and that's what the guys in that locker room, have, as, as I've had a chance to meet them, that's what they deserve.
5: Yeah, can you, Can I feel like yeah, like a hallelujah, like get up and just, I, I mean, that's, you got that for about 30 minutes yesterday, and it was just crazy. I mean, it, it really was. Then the Q&A came in, and of course, somebody had to ask about, cam newton yeah um
6: and and to be to be quite fair i br- probably haven't had a chance with regards to really any player to get to talk to uh to marty and mr tepper in terms of long-term vision so i i would never want to speak out of school or you know, uneducatedly um what i will say is this you know i had a chance to talk to cam yesterday and i have the utmost respect for for him and what he's done and i love the way he talked to me to be quite honest he didn't he didn't want to talk about the past he wanted to talk about the future and so um but other than that, I you know, I would rather much rather talk to those guys and kind of get a feel for not just Cam, but all the players in the roster and and really have a good process moving forward for the entire roster.
5: Did you, did you hear that? Did you hear how well he skirted around actually giving an answer where you actually he was asked a question? He did not give you a straight answer. He gave you a roundabout answer and you felt OK with it. That's a gift, guys. The, that was very well done. It didn't sound rehearsed. This is not a guy that's gonna go up to the podium and uh, it sounds like make a lot of excuses. He's very um, he's w- very well versed in handling the media at this particular point. And that couldn't have been more impressive yesterday. Every question he answered, he, he had the room laughing, uh, introducing himself, going around the room, introducing himself to the different local media members. Very impressive uh, conference there yesterday. Whether that translates into actual wins or not, I don't know. But in a day and age where we get to watch guys like Freddie Kitchens uh, stumble all over themselves, that was pretty impressive. So we'll have much more on the other news conference, plus what happened last night in the NBA. We'll do that coming up. Buckle up. It is the morning line here on The Grid.
0: Join us for Season 2 of Choosing Sides F1 as we dive deeper into the rabbit hole of the pinnacle of motorsports.
1: Who makes money here? What's CFD? How do you manage a tire? You, get back in there. What are the rumors? What's the gossip? But you also know that someone's listening to your radio. Uh, I'm going to pull up a picture of a tea cozy. I want to see what this thing looks like. Are you going to be doing that accent this whole pod?
0: Listen to Season 2 of Choosing Sides F1 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts,
1: or wherever you get your podcasts. You find it.
2: In each of these stories, we share lessons, lessons that have meant a great deal to me and that I hope will be meaningful to you. Listen to The Dial of Muhammad Ali on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Julian
3: Edelman from Games With Names, and we're on a search to find the greatest games of all time.
5: 2020 can't believe that either as we uh, as we get caught up with everything that happened overnight in the world of sports and it is uh it was a crazy night in the nba uh we had ejections we had fights we had drinks being thrown onto the court we had uh, beat downs like we've never seen before Pretty impressive night in the NBA. I've got to tell you, nine games that were on the board, and then you had a G League team known as the New York Knicks playing. So there was a a lot going on in the NBA, and it all culminated with us uh, watching uh, the Golden State Warriors uh, last night take on the Milwaukee Bucks at home. Uh, And what a rough night for the West Coast uh, NBA fans. Uh, You were stuck watching the Knicks in Utah. Uh, at 9:30 Eastern time, followed by the, uh, the 10, 10 30 start for the golden state warriors taking on, uh, you know, the Greek freaking company in Milwaukee in golden state. Uh, yeah, that was uh, rough because both of those games, uh, they were double digit favorites in both of those Utah lay in 14, 14 and a half the New York, uh, uh, the Milwaukee Bucks were also laying 14, 13 and a half, 14, even 15. I saw as high as that goes up the thing. Now, I will say this, as far as competitiveness goes, the Golden State Warriors handled their their business. These guys know D'Angelo Russell. You guys already know about the other injuries. Draymond did play in that game. Uh, but that proved to be a pretty profitable bet there last night, guys, as they were... Uh, as they were getting uh, closing as a 14 point underdog, the Bucks were laying 14 in that game, as was Utah, uh, and Golden State held their own. There was uh, that game was within single digits for most of it, all four quarters. Eventually, uh, the Bucks were able to put them away. 107-98 was the final score there, and. Yeah, they covered. They covered well. So that was a big score for those of you guys that uh, took the points there and back Golden State last night. Something that we were pleading with you to do last night on uh, in-game live. It was uh, Gabe and I were uh, on air with you guys right up until 10 o'clock, right up until tip-off. And uh, we, uh, we got you started with that Utah game, and we were... We were questioning the Knicks' effort uh, and whether or not they were even going to be able to score enough points to keep that uh, keep the total from going over. Uh, well, I can tell you this: they weren't able to keep it close uh, at all on any stretch of the imagination. As the New York uh, the New York Knicks just got absolutely hammered by the Utah Jazz uh, last night. I, that 14, 14 and a half points that Utah was laying. Yeah, 128-104 was the final. Uh, the total was only around 213, 213 and a half. So the total went over. There was a lot of debate last night whether or not the Knicks would even be able to score 100 points coming off of that abysmal performance in uh, in L.A. against the Lakers just the night before there where they only scored 88 points. But uh, the Jazz came out and just uh, flat them. I just just ran them over. So that was a pretty profitable uh, night there, backing uh, the big double-digit favorite in Utah, but backing the dog for the Golden State Warriors. If you would have taken the points there against Milwaukee, you would be uh, walking away with uh, some cash here because, yeah, there was uh, there were some opportunities on the board to back those dogs last night. Why? Underdogs went 6-3 and three last night in the NBA, and one of the biggest upsets of the night, Came in Boston, and boy, oh boy, them Celtics fans, uh, Boston fans, the Garden, you got Popovich coming in, you got the San Antonio Spurs, who, let's face it, to this particular point in the NBA season, haven't necessarily been, shall we say, great. And I think that's an understatement there. Um, Yeah, they have not been good. It's been a very, a transition for Good old Popovich there. Uh, Still got, you know, he's still got some pieces there, but trying to get the younger guys on this team uh, to play defense. Usually Popovich's teams love to play defense. Uh, They like to slow the tempo down a little bit. It hasn't worked uh, for DeRozan and Aldridge and company throughout the season. And there have been stretches where we're just going, wow, maybe Pop has got to be pulling what little hair out he's got left. What is he going to do with this team? He does have some talents, but he's got a bunch of young guys that just, they haven't grasped the San Antonio way. Well, that all changed about, uh, about 10 days ago when Pop made a couple of adjustments in the lineup. And let me just say, uh, since he has done that, the San Antonio Spurs are rolling. And it really seems to be that the style of play for San Antonio has changed. He realizes, Pop realized that, listen, these guys are defense, not necessarily going to be uh, top on a priority, or though the effort is there, but they're just not a very good defensive team. So what he did is he cranked up the tempo here, and he has let these guys go. And in turn, what Ad has done is he's seen the actual, the offensive output has been tremendous for the San Antonio Spurs. They are one of these NBA teams, guys, that they are play on right now. What I mean by that is when you see the San Antonio Spurs in the NBA, guys, there are always ebbs and flows to the season. And that means there are always going to be opportunities where some teams are absolute fade, guys. Like, fade them no matter what you do. Fade them. There's no reason to back them. The market will adjust and then all of a sudden there will be teams where the market has been down on them for so long where all of a sudden they start to pick it up where until the market adjusts, there's an opportunity for you to be able to jump on and uh, and profit from them. And right now, that's the deal. Two teams, uh, Cleveland, uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers, believe that or not, uh, Cleveland Cavaliers for a while, at least early on in the season, were a play against don't you ain't back in Cleveland. Do not back Cleveland. They're not going to be able to cover a lot of issues going on there. Kevin loves whipping balls around people's heads. Trade me. I want out. Uh, Brett Bielema is apparently uh, calling his players thugs. Ooh, I meant slug. It's a mess. Uh, But it's been a little motivating because Cleveland over the last couple of weeks, too, has managed to uh, really turn it around and starting to play some quality basketball. But the market has undervalued Cleveland for so long that there is now some value in backing them. There is also plenty of value, guys, I'm telling you, in backing the San Antonio Spurs right now, who rolled, when I tell you, on the road, rolled the Boston Celtics last night. And now the Celtics, the night before, uh, a couple games ago, actually, Kemba Walker uh, was not able to play, so they finally, he was back uh, in that lineup last night. But the Celtics have been just pure money at home. They've been one of the toughest home teams uh, in the East, in the NBA. They've been very hard, and San Antonio comes in there and not only beats them to a pulp, guys, but everybody loses it, including the fans in the stands last night as we had guys getting ejected. There was uh, sodas and, and bottles being thrown onto the court at the players last night. It was crazy. Kemba Walker gets ejected in the game, uh, last night, uh, back to just ripping. He gets leveled by Aldridge on a pick and roll. I mean, leveled. And when you watch it and you can watch it from a million time to- from a million different angles. I mean, Aldridge is a seven foot dude gets in the way of like, uh, you know, six foot two, uh, six foot one, Kemba Walker. It just, it did not, it wasn't good, man. It was like, uh, it was like running into a Hundred year old uh, oak tree, and just he just collapsed. He gets up and is just furious. Now, of course, they didn't call the foul, and that added to Stevens. Brad Stevens, the coach, went ballistic. Kemba Walker ends up just ripping F bombs all over the place. He gets teed up, and eventually he gets thrown out. Brad Stevens gets teed up, and all of a sudden, the guys on the sidelines. Uh, on the court, you could see the beer can uh, come flying from the stands there towards the San Antonio players. So uh, it, it was it was just a period of time there. They were getting beat so bad and so easily. They just they had no answer, and the frustration level was over the top. And then the fans got involved, which was a little crazy. So. The final 20 minutes of that San Antonio-Boston game last night guys was was pure insanity. Uh when it was all said and done though, it was a 129-114 Spurs easy win in that game. They were getting guys in this in this game. They were getting Eight and a half, nine points on the line, and they were able to easily, guys, I mean easily, take care of business. We'll have more on what uh, the craziness was in the NBA. We'll have that coming up for you here on The Grid. It is SportsGrid.com. Welcome in.
4: DailyRoto.com.
1: I'm Julian Edelman
3: from Games With Names, and we're on a search to find the greatest games of all time.
2: In each of these stories, we share lessons, lessons that have meant a great deal to me and that I hope will be meaningful to you. Listen to the Dawa of Muhammad Ali on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast.
5: All right, guys, welcome back in here on a uh, a Thursday. It is The Grid. It is sportsgrid.com, and we certainly want to invite you guys to join us on YouTube. Follow us. Never miss an episode. You can subscribe right now to the Sports Grid Network and get all the fantasy and sports investing advice you need all the time. Make it a profitable 2020 by subscribing to us on the Sports Grid Network. On YouTube. Also, make sure you're tailing us at SportsGridTV on Instagram. Uh, Great clips from all the shows, great information always being posted there as well. And let us not forget, guys, uh, today we've got uh, the start, sort of the unofficial start of the uh, 2020 PGA Tour season. The Sony Open Uh, will hit the links in Hawaii later this afternoon, and that's always fun. And you should be excited because you have an opportunity to become the next daily. Fantasy golf legend. That's right. You can actually go for the green right now with dailyroto.com this fantasy golf season. Now, for a limited time, if you want to be the next daily fantasy millionaire, then it is time uh, for you to be able to utilize what they've got going on with fantasy golf. And I tell you right now, dailyroto.com does an amazing job, guys, of making it so easy for you to get a free. That's right, a free PGA DFS product test run for yourself so you can see exactly how easy it is to profit. That's right, profit from the dailyroto.com optimizer. Guys, it is so cool. I mean, you'll get fantasy projections powered by Data Golf, you'll get the PGA betting tools, but more importantly, you get a free seven day access to try. The DailyRoto.com Fantasy Golf Optimizer. How many times we got to tell you about this thing? It's just, it's absolutely amazing. Yes, uh, we've had a lot of people with a lot of success make a lot of money at DailyRoto.com. You know why? The damn optimizer. It's time for you. Stop laying up. Go for the green. Head over to DailyRoto. DailyRoto.com. Enter the promo code GREEN and you will get yourself access to a free seven-day golf membership. That's DailyRoto.com. The promo code is GREEN. And that'll start your free seven-day trial. And remember, DailyRoto.com, yep, that is where millionaires are made. So back to the NBA uh, last night, guys. As uh, we told you, it was a good night for underdogs, 6-3 and three against the number, out- upsets by the Spurs, uh, who were getting uh, 7.5 as a closing line. Uh, they opened up as a 9-point underdog in Boston, plus 250 on the money line. And like we told you, total pandemonium in the uh, in the third uh, in the third there yesterday where it just everything uh, fell off the hinges there. It was Kemba Walker has never been ejected from an NBA game before. But guess what, guys? He was tossed. He was tossed big time last night in that game uh, because he just got pancaked. I mean, sandwiched. Where even watching it, you're like, "Ooh, wow, that had to hurt." But of course, uh, he got up. It was a moving screen. He popped up screaming, yelling, really angry at just about everybody questioning the call. and uh, instead of actually getting a call or getting any sympathy, he ended up getting a, a couple of quick technicals and got tossed, which, of course, started a, uh, you know, started uh, just a whole sequence of events that was not good. And uh, not only did he get tossed out, but Brad Stevens ended up getting a technical two from the officials on the play. And then, of course, the uh, the NBA official response afterwards that maybe uh, there should not have been a second technical foul on Kemba Walker. Maybe they'll rescind it. So the fine won't be that much. But uh, the truth is Walker is not a hothead. And the guy that ejected him in that game was a rookie official. And that's why, I, so it looks like the NBA, believe it or not, uh, afterwards, or at least the officials here are citing that, listen, he um, he did continue screaming and yelling at this ref, but the ref was obviously really quick to tee him up. So it does sound like, yes, um, if this was a guy who is known like a Draymond Green to uh, to go ahead and really piss people off, then yes. But it, it appears that this ref, uh, brand new in it, and maybe just maybe he was he was looking forward to his first uh, ejection because <laughs> he teed up Kemba. Kemba is not a hothead at all, and uh, he did get flat. Now, by the way, neither of those technical fouls or anything that happened within that sequence is really the reason why the Celtics lost. The Celtics lost because they got crushed early on in this game by the—they just got ran over— uh, that was a microcosm of what the game was for the San Antonio Spurs. That uh, that pick and roll, that screen, and Kemba Walker running into a wall is exactly what they did against this San Antonio Spurs team last night. And uh, they did. I will say this: they were uh, they went on a twenty to seven run after that. Uh, so it, it did light a fire under them. But again, at that point, it was they cut the the Spurs lead to seven. They were down by almost 19 points at the particular time, but it just it was too little too late there. So Boston never really was able to get back into it uh, because uh, I'm telling you, San Antonio is a team, guys. You are going to want to pay attention to. Also in Miami, you had a situation last night where Jimmy Butler got himself into a brawl as well. Another rejection this time from the Indiana Pacers. And TJ Warren, who was absolutely crushed in that game last night, Uh, well, the Heat just trounced them, absolutely trounced the Indiana Pacers on the road. Believe it or not, this was a pick game. Yeah, this was right around minus one Indiana or a pick We did, uh, the Miami Heat did get Justice Winslow back. There was some question as far as whether... Jimmy Butler uh, who's had some uh, some back issues as of late whether he was going to play but he was cleared Winslow was back in and the Miami Heat just bulldozed Indiana in the fr- in the first half 31-23 in the first 31-26 in the second they outscored him in the third which is really where the wheel started to fall off for Indiana 38 to 23 uh it was 122 to 108 was the route and Jimmy Butler was just uh, T.J. Warren of Indiana got ejected, calling uh, a lot of F-bombs, saying that he was going to kick Jimmy Butler's um, butt, shall we say. And then, of course, after the game, Jimmy Butler had no problem uh, telling the media that, uh, yeah, no problem. Uh, He says uh, he's trash. The guy's total trash. Uh, It's just great watching Jimmy Butler go at it and watching Jimmy Butler on a team that allows that allows him to be Jimmy Butler. And it's, uh, it's amazing. He scored 14 points, and he was just one of seven Miami players in double digits. But Miami Heat continue to roll, and they haven't been great on the road this year. They're a much better home team. They're actually the best home team in the NBA, certainly from a money and profitable standpoint. They are just pure cash uh, when they play at home against the number. And uh, they've done a really, they did a really, really good job last night. It's been a mediocre, I would say, two weeks here for them, uh, especially uh, right around New Year's, uh, the previous to January 1. They've really been trying to, having Winslow back changes the Miami Heat big time. Tyler Hero comes through, very well-balanced team. Uh, Tyler Hero had 19, Derek Jones had 18, Duncan Robinson had 11 of his 17 in the third. And then, oh, yeah. Goran Dragic and Kendrick Nunn each scored 14, and I tell you this, guys, because this is a team. We talk about balance, and yes, we talk about Milwaukee, and uh, and and rightfully so. And of course, uh, Toronto will still be a force to be reckoned with once they get everyone back healthy. But as far as depth and balance goes, there is nobody better than the Miami Heat, and they continue to just get under the skin of teams. It's amazing. And uh, Jimmy Butler getting another guy thrown out. I'm pretty sure Jimmy Butler had no idea who TJ Warren was prior to that game last night. And I think he doesn't care. Uh, but after the game, there was. He, he sent out a tweet and directed towards TJ Warren where he showed a picture of the NBA schedule for the Miami Heat where they don't meet again until March, these two teams. And he actually took a. Snapshot of the of the schedule and circled the March date where Indiana and uh, and Miami will be playing again. So uh, he says we'll see what you got. Then you got uh, you know you got some time to work on your game. Classic trash talking, love it. Good news though, if there's any for the uh, Indiana Pacers, it looks like uh, they are going to get back sooner rather than later. Uh, January 29th is what they are shooting for here. So in another couple of weeks, Victor Oladipo. The two-time All-Star, the guard for the Pacers, uh, their heart and soul of that team. Certainly, last year, prior to him uh, having that horrific leg injury, yeah, he is. Uh, it's uh, been a been has it been? It's been a little more than a year since he ruptured a right quad tendon. That was back in uh, January of two thousand and nine. And I can tell you, man, uh, they they can't wait to get him back. They absolutely can't wait to get him back, and I don't blame them because yeah this is going to be a uh, this is going to be an interesting run for them. They've got some pieces there in Indiana to make things difficult. But the maturity of the team seems to be the biggest problem right now. The same thing with Boston with the ability. We all thought it was Kyrie Irving being the problem, but every time adversity hits Boston for some reason they seem to melt down. Uh, Indiana last night, too, just could not get anything going. Uh, It's been a, uh, I believe Brogdon was out, too. They didn't have him, but they were still a one-point favorite at home over a Miami Heat team that just absolutely boat-raced them. And we told you, of course, about Utah uh, blowing out the Knicks. The Knicks at least scored 100 points. I don't know if that's a moral victory or not, just absolutely terrible. Uh, Golden State, we told you, at least they covered at home. They were getting 14 points. They only lost by uh, 11, I believe. So they had uh, at least they won. So some of these games in the NBA moving forward, you can obviously tell some guys are playing for incentives in their contract while other guys, yeah, they could they could seriously care less. It was a good night, by the way, for the uh, congratulations to the uh, Denver Nuggets. In fact, Denver Nuggets came from behind on the road and beat the Dallas Mavericks. That's important, too. We'll tell you how Donchick did and uh, and the guys. We'll break that down. We'll take a look uh, to the weekend as well. We've got some football coming up, too, next here on The Grid, sportsgrid.com.
2: In each of these stories, we share lessons, lessons that have meant a great deal to me and that I hope will be meaningful to you. Listen to The Dial of Muhammad Ali on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast.
3: I'm Julian Edelman from Games with Names, and we're on a search to find the greatest games of all time.
5: All right, guys, welcome back in here to The Grid, uh, sportsgrid.com. Big night in college uh, hoops last night as well. Top 25 teams in action, including Duke. That's right, Duke playing 11 and a half at Georgia Tech. They won. I don't think they covered, though. Uh, you got uh, Kansas also uh, ju- just took their frustrations out. Number three, Kansas laying five and a half at Iowa State. They uh, they took their frustrations out there last night. That was all pretty good. Auburn uh, did not cover, but they won uh, against Vandy. They were laying 14 and a half, and they did not cover. Uh, you had uh, San Diego State remains. Uh, them and Auburn now, the only two remaining undefeated teams in the country in college basketball. Remember that, guys, as San Diego State was laying 16 at Wyoming. And, uh, yeah, they they blew them out by 22. So not an issue there. Uh, number 10, Florida State getting a job done against uh, Wake Forest there. They were laying eight at Wake. Uh, all of them won. Uh, the only two teams uh, of the top 25 that did not cover, we told you, of course, Duke as Georgia Tech uh, was a was leading a lot of that game in the in the second half. So Duke had to make a furious comeback to be able to get it done. Uh, Auburn, same situation there, 14 and a half. That I, I, seemed like a large number for an Auburn team that has the number 250 schedule right now in the country. Uh, not like they've been playing murderer's row, uh, and it's not like Vandy is murderer's row, but on the road you've got divisional play right now happening and getting going in college hoops. And we'll start to talk more and dive more into college basketball here as we uh, progress through the month of January because there are a lot of opportunities uh, and a lot of systems in play here in college hoops that you guys can be profiting from if you want to make that transition into college basketball just before, obviously, you know, March Madness. Now would be the time to get into it as uh, this is all about conference play And kids are back in school now. This is back to, everything is back to normal. So there are definitely some opportunities and some holes on the cards here each and every night in college hoops for you guys to be able to take advantage of like uh, Auburn laying 14 and a half against a Vanderbilt team that was uh, better than most thought. And Auburn shouldn't be laying 14 and a half against anybody in conference play in the SEC at this particular point in the season. Uh, And also keep your eye on San Diego State uh, many of us on the East Coast, You again, 10 o'clock tip-offs, guys. You're probably not going to stay up to watch uh, Wyoming uh, host San Diego State. But this is a pretty darn impressive team, guys. They're the number seven team in the country. There has never been a more. I can't remember the last time that we have had this kind of wide-open college basketball season where there are no great teams, the it teams. There are no great teams in college hoops this year. There is no Zion. There is no, you know, there, there is no stacked R.J. Barrett. There There's no ridiculous Kentucky team. No, uh, there's just none of that this year. There is a lot more parity in college hoops this year than there has been in years past, which means some of these mid-majors uh, like Dayton right now, another top 25 team that's just hammering people, they'll have an opportunity You know, and then of course you'll have some teams, some of the old blue bloods that just North Carolina. Last night we talked about it yesterday here on the network. How Roy Williams does a radio show and just blasts his uh, team, who is just North Carolina is not good. Let me just say this: Uh, you would think you were watching uh, a junior college here instead of North Carolina. And Roy, it's been a frustrating year for Roy Williams. Got the number one draft pick in the NBA to agree to come to North Carolina and Cole Anthony and of course Cole Anthony's hurt. hurt uh, his uh, number two option there another guy that's going to go into top 10 in the NBA Harris he's hurt so you, they but still you're North Carolina you got McDonald's All-Americans up and down it's not like you're offering scholarships in North Carolina to uh, to kids that can't play the problem is they uh, they've got no shooters and they have not been able to pull it together so When Roy Williams comes out the other day on a radio show and says, this is the least talented team I have had since being here in North Carolina, and this is a guy with not one, not two, but three national championships under his belt, yeah, it raised a few eyebrows with some people, and they came out and responded, North Carolina, last night, guys. They came out and just blew the doors uh, off of... The uh, 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 Pittsburgh that they were playing and uh, that line kept creeping up all day long to five, uh, five and a half. And then, yeah, reality set in there uh, last night. And, uh, yeah, they 37 to 28 is what the score was at half North Carolina. They did really good. And then, yeah, Pittsburgh outscored them 45 to 28 in the second half for a 73, 65 loss for North Carolina in North Carolina. So the wheels continue to fall off that team there. A good win, solid win, ACC win for Pittsburgh, but North Carolina, my word, pull it together. And in a Big Ten matchup last night, a lot of people were uh, keeping an eye on Wisconsin at home. In Big Ten matchup play, Illinois coming to town. Illinois having a decent season here. comes into that game 10-5, and five, taking on an 8-6 and six Wisconsin team who has not been good, or at least not been consistent. And they're coming off a, a beatdown by Maryland a couple of nights ago, so it would have be been nice just to be able to get home. Well, they got home and they lost again last night, 71 to 70. So again, even the Big Ten this year, uh, where Wisconsin's usually a powerhouse, Michigan State, usually just a powerhouse. uh, These teams are having some issues, putting some consistency together, and because it's now conference play, there's a lot of familiarity between these uh, programs and these kids and these teams, so... Uh, it's going to be interesting to watch. Also, big game last night between Oklahoma and Texas, Big 12 uh, matchup. And Texas and Shaka Smart have owned Oklahoma and Lon Kruger and the and the gang there over the last couple of years. I think these uh, last three games, he's three and 0 against them. Yeah, not last night. Uh, Texas 10 and 4, but they uh, another one of these teams that has they haven't beaten a team within the top 125 of Ken Palm, which is a bit of a problem. Which means you beat the junior colleges and the teams you're supposed to beat. But anytime uh, somebody comes into Texas or plays Texas that actually has a resume, eh, yeah, not good. And again, Oklahoma proved that last night. Oklahoma going to 11 and three on the season with a 72-62 win in that game. And uh, keep an eye on Florida State, guys. I, if I said it once, I, I I will keep saying it. Keep an eye on Florida State. Leonard Hamilton, one of the best uh, recruiters, and Coaches in a country. Florida State is exactly the kind of program. They're 14 and two on the season. They boat raced uh, Wake Forest last night by 10 points. They uh, keep an eye on this team because the the athletes that Florida State has, uh, the shooters that they have there, and uh, Leonard Hamilton, one of the better coaches that you will have, given a season like this where I mean they play in the ACC, but given a season like this where it is wide open in college hoops, guys. This is exactly the kind of team and the kind of program, this is exactly the kind of year that a team like Florida State do not sleep on them uh, because they, uh, you know, everyone thinks, oh, Florida State, football, it's it. Keep an eye on Florida State basketball this year. It's going to be a very interesting run over the next two months. So we got a bunch of games coming up uh, today, also 54 to be exact. In college basketball, you'll get to see uh, – Some of the uh, Pac-12 teams uh, go at it here a little bit later tonight. Keep your eye on uh, number one, the Zags, uh, Gonzaga. They'll be in action here tonight taking on San Diego. Uh, They are number one for a reason, and they will continue to be number one because the chances of them losing another game this season are are slim to none. Uh, Mark Few, if he doesn't uh, make a run at the title this year and win it, I don't know what to tell him. He has got uh, everything going his way. So the Zags, by far, are the number one team in the country. They'll be in action tonight, uh, laying 15 and a half uh, against San Diego on the road in San Diego. That should not be a problem uh, for them. Also, Arizona, number 24, Arizona on the road taking on um, uh, taking on Oregon, another team. Do not sleep on Oregon. Remember Bowl Bowl and uh, and that team last year. Dana Altman. One of the best college uh, basketball coaches in the country, guys. Well, now he's got a couple of guards that are just flat-out ballers. Uh, They are laying three and a half. They're the number nine team in the country. So you got a couple of top 25 teams going at it. Also, Michigan State at home laying 12 and a half against a damn good Minnesota team. Uh, That's going to be a game they are laying. uh, What was the total in that? 143 and a half. There could be a lot of points scored in that game. So we roll here. Continuing to roll in college hoops with uh, opportunities galore. And also, don't sleep, guys. There is a game coming up. We'll talk more about this uh, coming up next hour here on Make It Rain. There is a big FCS football championship game on Saturday. And I know we have talked uh, a lot about, obviously, we'll get to the national championship stuff, give you the latest lines there. Uh, But there is don't sleep on this game. The FCS. Now, FCS stands for, you guys know what FCS stands for? It is Football Championship Subdivision. It's a good trivia question if you want to blow people away at the uh, at the water cooler today. Say, hey, what does FCS mean? It means Football Championship Subdivision, also known as Division One AA. And it's that you know it's that cut below of what uh, of what you guys are uh, you know what you're used to seeing on Saturdays all uh, season long. 126 FCS teams. These are pretty darn good teams too, here, guys. Uh, by the way, I mean it's not obviously think about really quality football, but with dudes that weigh 240, 50 pounds as opposed to you know 320 pounds, that kind of situation there. And you got two teams that are going to go at it for the national championship, their national championship this Saturday. And it is going to be a great game. North Dakota State, which may sound familiar to you. Why? Well, they, um, you know, they, they bring guys like Carson Wentz to the uh, NFL. This is a football warehouse there. Division one AA there. The North Dakota State taking on James Madison. Also a pretty good basketball team this year, uh, James Madison. Keep an eye on them as well. But James Madison, 14-1. North Dakota State, 15-0. And this is going to be, guys, one hell of a game. I'm looking forward to actually watching this game. If you enjoy well-coached teams, good football, uh, teams that can sling it, that have some fun doing it, it will be, if nothing else, extremely entertaining. James Madison, 14-game winning streak. They lost. The opener, the season opener this year, to West Virginia, 20 to 13. But after that, yep, they uh, they completely just rattled off a whole lot of wins. They took down Weber State there, uh, Weber State rather, 30 to 14 in the finals. And now they've got to go. They got to go against the uh, the monster. Uh, what let's say what Ohio State and Clemson is to the big boys, Division One. That is exactly what North Dakota State is to the FCS. They are a factory. They, um, it's going to be a lot of fun watching them go up against this team here. It should be really good. They got another quarterback that's uh, thrown for over thirty-five hundred yards, twenty-seven TDs, and, uh, and five interceptions. They've got over a thousand-yard rusher, thousand-yard receiver. It's this is going to be an interesting game here, guys. And the line speaks volumes. The line is one point. That is right. North Dakota State is a one-point favorite. The total was 51. That seems to have moved down here a little bit to 49 and a half. So the good thing is, as good as these defenses, uh, offenses are, it's the defenses that have the sharp money going their way because, yes, uh, these defenses, purely dominant, which is why they are there in this national championship game on Saturday. Yeah, I'm sorry. The wins... 17 to 20 mile per hour in that game bang the under take the under but enjoy the game we'll talk a little bit more about this and of course the national championship game coming up next year. we look to make it rain on the grid dailyroto.com
2: In each of these stories, we share lessons. Lessons that have meant a great deal to me and that I hope will be meaningful to you. Listen to the Dial of Muhammad Ali on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm
3: Julian Edelman from Games with Names, and we're on a search to find the greatest games of all time.
4: I overslept. Look, I need your help. Here's what you missed
5: on the morning line. Go! Ten days ago when Pop made a couple of adjustments in the lineup, and let me just say, uh, since he has done that, the San Antonio Spurs are rolling. And it really seems to be that the style of play for San Antonio has changed. He realizes, Pop realized that, listen, these guys are defense, not necessarily going to be uh, top on a priority, or though the effort is there but they're just not a very good defensive team. So what he did is he cranked up the tempo here and he has let these guys go. And in turn, what that has done is he's seen the actual, the offensive output has been tremendous for the San Antonio Spurs. They are one of these NBA teams guys that they are play on right now. What I mean by that is when you see the San Antonio Spurs in the NBA guys, there are always ebbs and flows to the season. And that means there are always going to be opportunities where some teams are absolute fade guys like fade them no matter what you do fade them. There's no reason to back them. The market will adjust and then all of a sudden there will be teams where the market has been down on them for so long where all of a sudden they start to pick it up where until the market adjusts there's an opportunity for you to be able to jump on and uh, and profit from them. And right now that's the deal two teams uh cleveland uh the cleveland cavaliers believe that or not uh cleveland cavaliers for a while at least early on in the season were a play against don't you ain't back in cleveland do not back cleveland they're not going to be able to cover a lot of issues going on there kevin loves whipping balls around people's heads trade me i want out uh brett bielema is apparently uh calling his players thugs oh i meant slug it, it's a mess uh but it's been a little motivating because Cleveland over the last couple of weeks too, has managed to uh, really turn it around and starting to play some quality basketball. But the market has undervalued Cleveland for so long that there is now some value in backing them. There is also plenty of value guys. I'm telling you in backing the San Antonio Spurs right now, who rolled when I tell you on the road, rolled the Boston Celtics last night. And now the Celtics the night before Uh, A couple games ago, actually, Kemba Walker uh, was not able to play. So they finally, he was back uh, in that lineup last night. But the Celtics have been just pure money at home. They've been one of the toughest home teams uh, in the East, in the NBA. They've been very hard. And San Antonio comes in there and not only beats them to a pulp, guys, but everybody loses it, including the fans in the stands last night. As we had guys getting ejected, there was Uh, sodas and and bottles being thrown onto the court at the players last night. It was crazy. Kemba Walker gets ejected in the game uh, last night, uh, back to just ripping. He gets leveled by Aldridge on a pick and roll. I mean, leveled.